G'day to all our viewers out there in TV land or wherever you're currently watching from. Maybe you can tell us in the chat. That would be awesome. Exactly where you're watching from. We're currently here in the building seated on these stools. So where are you seated or standing or watching from, whatever you're doing? Um, my name is Nick and I'm back here with Cherie again. And uh, we're keen for it and, uh, the last night of the Glory Prophetic School 2022. Really sad. A little bit sad, but I know it's going to be a cracker. So um, what do we got coming, Sheree? Yeah, we've got Pastor Catherine. <laughs> She's going to be setting us off with a big bang boom Ooh, message. Come on, bing bang boom. <laughs> speak life. And so as it's our last night, Pastor Catherine's actually going to be doing a Q&A with us. Um, yeah. So this is... Apparently, open slather, meaning Oy. you can ask any questions you'd like that you have about the prophetic, yep. even um, on past sessions that you might have been storing up, um, or anything that um, Pastor Catherine speaks about tonight. So please put, put them in the chat, yep. and we'll try and get them answered um, after her message. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, we also ask if you could also send maybe some of the mess, uh, questions you had previously that haven't been answered yes. as well. That'd be really helpful uh, to put all the old ones back in there if they haven't been answered. So that's awesome. Um, for the activations tonight, so if anyone that is watching this live and you're on your own, if you can type uh, a comment, say g'day or something in the chat, uh, if you'd like to be a part of the activations. So uh, later on, we're going to pair everyone up. And um, if your name that you're registered under doesn't come up with your last name, can you please type your last name in as well? And you'll find out why a bit later on. But that's very important. So yeah, type it, type it in the chat. Say g'day. If, uh, as w uh, in general, come and say g'day but especially if you want to be a part of the activation later on. So um, straight after the start of the session, um, I'll jump on and start pairing everyone up and then I'll put like a list in the comments of who's going to be with who for the activations later on. So look for all our other friends out there, just sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. Like we said, the uh, we're going out with a bing, bang, boom. And, uh, you know, Sheree, we might need a uh, three-point harness yet. So just in case... But uh, let's just pray um, before we get into the last night tonight. Father, we, we love you, Lord, and we thank you for, for what the Glory Prophetic School has been for all of us, Lord. And I thank you that you're not done yet. And um, I thank you, Lord, that you have so much more to, uh, to speak tonight, Father. And we, we choose right now to rub our eyes and open our ears again to hear from you, Lord, afresh. Humble our hearts, Lord, knowing that you know everything and we are still learning father we come to you humbly as your kids knowing that when we ask of you we receive so we love you lord and i just bless everyone on this live tonight and everyone that is going to watch this later just thank you for your presence just being upon them in jesus name amen amen, amen. be seeing you soon be blessed
Good evening. Good evening, good evening. Welcome. Come on in. Take your seat. Welcome to Glory Prophetic School Week 8. Woohoo! Welcome, friends online. So good to have you with us. I'm so excited, um, not just because just like we're celebrating our final night together, but I'm excited for you to hear um, from my favorite prophet and pastor and teacher, um, Pastor Catherine Ruanala. Yeah, feel free to give her a round of applause. Um, before I invite Pastor Catherine up this evening, we just have a couple of things to let you know about being our last school and our last time together. Firstly, thank you so much. And friends online, thank you so much for joining us. It's just been an absolute pleasure to host you. And can I just say personally, you've been like such a fun school um, to teach. And so thank you for your willing and humble hearts to learn and just to get in and go for it. It's just been such a pleasure um, to spend these last eight Mondays with you. So thank you. Um, on your way out tonight, for as you know, um, to complete this course, full attendance is required. And so we just want to give you a little certificate of completion um, as you go, because with that, um, we'd love to welcome you into our prophetic community here at Glory City Church. And that goes for our um, friends online as well. Your leader, or if you've registered as an individual, um, you also give, uh, have access to a certificate there for you in the online portal that you can print off and, and display if you'd like to or keep to yourself, that's fine. Um, but like I said, um, with that, we also love to welcome you into our prophetic community, which exists here on the ground at Glory City Church, um, but also online on Facebook, uh, where we uh, post regularly and put out prophetic challenges and um, encourage um, conversation and community, um, as well as that um, next month on the 10th of May, Tuesday the 10th, prophetic community is always the second Tuesday of the month. So on the 10th of May, we'll be hosting um, a live uh, dream and interpretation workshop. So you are all invited to that as members of our community. And friends online, you are all invited to that um, because we will be hosting that live. And um, Pastor Rebecca Damianopoulos will be our speaker. Um, she's a crowd favorite for sure. Uh, so make sure you get along to that and it'll really um, encourage you. And we want to continue to help um, train and equip you so it can um, bless your life, but also be a blessing to your family and com your community as well. So please, please join. Um, you simply need to look up on Facebook, Prophetic Community Glory City Church Brisbane and request that you join. And there's just a couple of admin questions to fill in. Um, and then we will, of course, love to have you join us there. Uh, also, for those of you um, in the building, um, as promised, you will have access to all the videos from the school's teachings. Um, this week, we'll send you an email uh, with a link to uh, where you can log into the online portal and access the videos there to enjoy over and over again. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then just as we finish up... Um, like I said, it's been wonderful to host you here, but it hasn't been just me. And we have an amazing team, I call them Team Taco, um, that have um, come together to host tonight. So I really want to thank Nick, Cherie, Cody, Chris, Anthony, Phil, Sarah, Lael, Asher, and Ben. Could you please give them a round of applause? 
magnificent team of volunteers who just love you, love the prophetic, um, and we're so grateful for the way they've served us magnificently. So thank you, friends. You're the, you're the best and you've blessed my heart. And, oh, of course, Josh and Jade, thank you for your help too um, before, before we began. Uh, tonight, so Pastor Catherine is going to come and bring a teaching that's going to rock your world and change your life. I mean that sincerely. If you give ear to it and apply it to your life, you'll never be the same. And um, so get excited about that. But also, as she's doing so, I would love you, if you have any questions that come up as she's ministering tonight, um, to actually make a note of them, write them down, because if you're like me, you might forget later on when the time comes for questions. But she would love to make time to answer your questions around tonight's topic. Um, But also, if you've had some questions over the course around the prophetic that you'd like to ask, um, she is willing to answer those tonight. So we really want to make a, a, a good uh, give a good amount of time to answering your questions. And so if you're online, of course, um, we want to extend that invitation to you as well. So please, um, you don't have to wait. You can start to put in your questions as we go and our team uh, will be able to see those and bring them when the time comes. Is that all right? Awesome. So it's so, like I said, wonderful to have you. And without any further ado, I'd like to invite the mama of our house, our wonderful Pastor Catherine Ruinala, who's not only um, just an amazing revivalist and worker of miracles, but she loves people. And I think like that's for me always comes back to no one makes me feel loved the way Pastor Catherine does. And she sees people the way no one else has ever seen me. And so um, you're going to drink deep from the well of who she is, but you're going to drink deep from the well of love um, that she has so cultivated in her own life through her experience of the love of the Father. So why don't you welcome her as she comes. We love you, Mama. Thank you. Hello, you beautiful ones. No, I'm not talking to you, Siri. Hallelujah. (coughs) Let me see your faces. Oh, hello, everybody. Good to see you. Wonderful. It's so wonderful. Have you enjoyed the course so far? Wonderful. The reports I'm getting is it's not long enough. But uh, you, this is just your opportunity to uh, grab a hold of some of these wonderful teachings to be able to apply. And I tell you, uh, the gift grows by reason of use. The more you use it, the more you'll grow. I find actually um, just doing activations myself is a really brilliant way to stir up the gift. And we, we need to stir up those gifts by using them. When Elisha was given the mantle from Elijah, what was the first thing he did? He picked it up and he struck the waters and said, where's the Lord God of Elijah? He activated what he had. And so um, actually using it is so important. I remember years ago, just as a young minister talking to Cindy Jacobs, and I'd I'd heard someone say, oh, you know, don't want to just prophesy over people too much. No, no, you'll keep them in immaturity. And I asked her about that. I said, Cindy, is that, is that true? Should we be not prophesying so much over people? I, I don't want to keep them in immaturity. She just looked at me and she said, Catherine, what do you think prophets do? Oh, that's good. Yep. 
they prophesy. And I tell you, it's, it's a little bit, it's a silly thing to have even ha had um, thought because that nobody, nobody suffers from a lack of, uh, from an over-encouragement when it comes to the things of God. God is looking for us to be able to love people and it is so powerful when we get a prophetic word, when the Lord speaks. We know, of course, that the prophetic is not a replacement for us as the people of God leaning in to hear his voice. Nothing is as wonderful as hearing his voice spoken to you. It's just glorious when the Lord speaks a word to you personally in your prayer time. But when someone comes along and they give you a word in season, who's ever had a word in season that's really impacted them? Oh, it just feels so loved. It's such a magnificent expression of the Father's love. You're going through a really rough time. You've just been reading this particular scripture or, and then someone comes up to you at church and says, hey, I was praying for you today. I feel like the Lord gave me this scripture for you. And it's the same scripture that you heard in your quiet time. It's like, you feel so encouraged. So holding back and not giving is actually... Um, the opposite of what we're called to do. God's looking for us to give. Freely we've received, freely we give. And the more we give, the more we grow. And the more we grow, the more uh, specifics we can get so that we can be more, more and more of an encouragement to people. And uh, the whole motivation, as I know you will have been taught every week, is love. We do it because of love. We love God and we love people. And, uh, and if we're moving in humility and grace and love, loving people well is beautiful. It takes a bit of an effort to prophesy. Let's be honest. It does. And it's like stepping out of your comfort zone. It's, oh, okay. Even for me, I've prophesied over thousands of people, but it still takes a bit of effort. And, and it's that effort that is the op that's the opportunity to love people with this gift, to be able to love them well and to, to see you equipped in this in a way that's going to be a blessing is so important. Hallelujah. So, yes, I am very happy to um, take any questions about the prophetic uh, and we're going to make lots of room for that. Let's just pray, hey. Father, thank you for today. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, thanks for your love for us. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to, to be here tonight, to gather freely and to hear your word. Lord, we ask that you'd speak to our hearts and that you'd cause these words to take root in our hearts and bear good fruit continually. Lord, let it be reproducing fruit. Lord, I ask that these words, Lord, would bring shift and change in our lives and would cause us, Lord, to, to look up higher and to walk in greater and greater levels of faith. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Well, I want to share, uh, Sarah's asked me to share tonight on Speaking Life. Now, I've written a book called Speak Life uh, that you can get. Uh, Emily, my daughter, has actually recorded it as an audio book for me. Um, so you can get that on Audible if you want to. I actually just started listening to it on the way in. I hadn't actually listened to, <laughs> to the Audible. I bought it. 
one click. There we go. I'll listen to that. And um, it's wonderful. I got as I've started to get as happy and encouraged as I was when I first wrote the book. I remember finishing the book on an aeroplane trip to um, South Korea. I, I think I just finished it off. I had it was a daytime flight, so I had like eight hours. I got off the flight bouncing with excitement because I was so full of speaking life. And um, so if you'd like to have some more and you enjoy Audible, it's there for you. It's also available on Kindle or all the bookstores or here. So I, I do encourage you, even though I, I've written this book, it's, it's a book that um, I really believe has life on it and has encouragement for you. But So we're going to look at a few scriptures today. You know, we prophesy without even realising we prophesy. As people, you and I are created in the image of God. And God created the world with his words. You and I are created in the image of the one who created the world with his words. He said, light, be. And there was light. And, and he would speak he, and, and things were, were created. You and I have creative power when we speak. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 11 says this, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. Hallelujah. And, and our words are powerful. I want to share with you Proverbs 18 verse 20. Has anyone got a Bible with them? Proverbs 18, 20 to 21. Read it for me, Cody. Uh, in the New King James, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's hectic, really. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. We will have what we say. And this isn't just some, you know, positive thinking um, idea, concept. This is the word of God. And our words have power. And we need to be very careful what we say. As as, a, as prophetic people, when you understand the power of prophetic words to actually activate things, you begin to understand the power of our words when we speak. You know, I get, I, I've, um, how many years have we known each other, Sarah? Yeah, 12, 13 years. And I have been, um, this whole time, I'm, I'm tough with my staff and my interns and everybody that began with regard to words because I want them to do well. So if I hear words like, oh, I'm sick and tired of this or I'm, or, you know, oh, I'm too old for this or grumbling and complaining, oh, my husband or oh, my wife is like this or... Um, these sort of words are just reinforcing what you don't want to have and actually creating the opposite of what God wants you to do. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Do you want to read that one for us, Cody? Romans 4, 17. Who knows what it says? You do need to 
get memorizing some scripture because the more you memorize, the more it will come out in your prophecies. Hallelujah. Uh, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. God, who calls those things which do not exist as though they did. He's referring to Abraham here. Remember, Abraham was originally called Abram. And then God changed his name to Abraham, meaning father of many nations. He called him father of many nations before he was the father of many nations. And he wanted Abraham calling himself the father of many nations before he was the father of many nations because God calls those things that be not as though they are. He wanted Abraham to get a picture of it in his heart. First, God spoke it. He knew it was the will of God. Then the father said, come outside, look up at the stars See if you can count them. He was trying to give him a visual of what it was going to look like. This promise of the, the, the inheritance of the, all the descendants. And then he told him to think about the sea uh, and the, all the sand and all the grains of sand. Could you count them? He was trying to give him a picture on the inside of what the promise look, was going to look like. And then he was getting him to say it. Speak it out. Every time he's saying, okay, you're going to call me father of many nations. Hey, who are you? I'm father of many nations. And, and we might think that's strange, but that is the way God works. It's called faith. God wants us calling those things that be not as though they are. And that's why we have to be very careful to catch every word that isn't healthy, that isn't true. It's not, it's not being religious or pedantic. It's actually having faith in what the Word says, that our words have power. And we will eat the fruit of our words. Hallelujah. So if you're always saying, oh, I'm lonely, or, 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 or my spouse is like this, or, or my children are lazy, or whatever it is, you are actually prophesying and we need to catch it and go, no, I'm not going to speak those words. I'm going to call those things that be not as though they are. Begin to speak about your spouse. My spouse is the most wonderful. Whatever it is, begin to speak it out. Begin to declare it. My children are, are, are healthy and intelligent and hardworking and godly and pure and whatever it might be. And as you speak, what you are doing is you are creating the opportunity for them to be able to step in to what you believe about them. It's not a manipulation. It's an opportunity. If they, if they know you believe in your heart this is who they are, then they want to be who you are calling them to be. Amen? It's true. It's powerful and important. As we speak... I believe as uh, we are creating and we've got to be so, so intentional. If, if we believe this gospel, if we believe what the Lord says, then we will activate it with our words. And I know myself, it's easy sometimes to fall back into bad habits and forget the power of decree, the power of speaking and declaring. We've been playing my game for a very long time. Sarah, you remember my game? Okay. We've been doing this for years and years and years. We'd go round and round the circle. And it started like this. Um, 
I was in a season where my eldest daughter was away from God and I was just devastated. And it was just not supposed to happen to us. And I had to go overseas to minister and um, my friends were joining me and I knew as I'd come down into the foyer, we'd all be having breakfast together. And their first question would generally be, how's she doing? And then my heart would go, so I decided one morning, I'm going to, I'm just going to play a game with them. And so we got down to breakfast. Hey, everyone, how are you doing? Let's play a game. And they're like, okay. I said, we're going to go around this table and we're just going to call something that isn't as though it is and make a declaration in faith. So we'd go around the circle and say things like, I see paraplegics jump up and, and dance in my meetings. Your turn. Your turn. <laughs> well, I used to say I am the joyful mother of many children before I ever had any kids. And I couldn't have kids. Yeah. It's true. I'd say my book's a bestseller before I ever wrote a book. My first book was a bestseller. Hallelujah. And as we make declarations, it's true. The declarations that we've made over these years, we're now walking in. So many of them. I speak in stadiums. I speak in stadiums. Uh, 17 years ago, I was declaring I'm on television all over the world. I'm on television all over the world preaching the gospel. It's true. And this is before I was even invited to preach anywhere. I'm on television all over the world. People are getting saved while I'm asleep because they're hearing me preach on television all over the world. I've made declarations about this church, about our network, and I have what I say. I've said, I mean, I've said so many things, and I've gotten so many things. You know, it's true. Sarah knows. Hallelujah. But when the Lord puts in my heart that he wants me to do something, I'll just say it as though it's already happening. And I won't say I'm going to. I say it as though it's already happening and declare those things that be not as though they are. So we might have a little practice of this game. This is fun, all right? Um, And so I I love to make declarations. I I declare things like all of my children are are lovers of God and I love Jesus even more than I do. Hallelujah. Or I'd make make declarations um, about my health, about our church, about all sorts of situations. But I want you to start thinking about some declarations you can make. I remember hearing Danny Silk once. He, when he said when, this is years ago, he said when he turned 40, the Lord challenged him to start writing um, a list of things he'd like to do. And he thought, okay, and he wrote down about 10 spiritual things. And um, the Lord challenged to write a list of 100 things. And he's like, after 10, he's like, oh, this is getting hard. So he'd write things like... Um, I swim with dolphins, you know, just a desire in his heart and and write it out and say it. And then the next place he'd go to minister, they'd come out and say, you've got a day off. We wondered if you'd like to go swimming with dolphins. (laughs) And he began to realise that the Lord was actually wanting him to write the vision, to begin to speak out some of these things that are in his heart. 
Now, obviously, you might say, well, how is that biblical? Well, the Lord, as you delight yourself in the Lord, he delights to give you the desires of your heart. And I still play this with my family and friends. And I've been surprised as we go round and round and round and round and round that as they dig a bit deeper, I find things even about my husband that I didn't know. Like, really? You want to do that? That's, that's amazing. And it's, it's, um, it's powerful. I would call it a game, but it's very, very, very powerful. Hallelujah. Because uh, our words have great power. I remember when I was, um, I had a nodule on my vocal cords. I overdid it. I would lead worship, then I'd preach, and then I'd prophesy over loud music. And I got a nodule. And it was terrible. My um, vocal range went from this to this. My voice was quite, quite croaky like this, and it was painful and horrible. And, um, and I went to the specialist, and he looked down my nose with a camera down my throat. It was awful. He said, you've got a nodule. And I'm thinking, oh, no. And I had to go to speech therapist. And they're saying, well, if it doesn't improve, you know, maybe we could operate. And I'm thinking, Julie Andrews, you know, oh, Lord, no, I don't want this. Um, and so I just would go home. And for three months, I would declare every morning, I have a beautiful singing voice and my voice is strong and clear. And it hurt to say it, but I'd say it. I have a beautiful singing voice and my voice is strong and clear. Three months later, suddenly, bang, my voice came good. You know, what? You, where else are you going to go? He alone has the words of life. You might think, well, it hasn't worked in two days. Well, I've got some things like the television that I was declaring 17 years ago, but now today I'm walking in it. And God wants you to make a lifestyle change, a lifestyle choice where you spur one another on to love and good deeds and encourage each other to, to speak life, remembering that our mouths have the power of life and death in them. Those, our tongues have the power of life and death. Mark eleven twenty. Let's read um, 20 through to 24. Cody, you're good at this. Mark 11, 20 through to 24. 20 through 24. <clears throat> uh, now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Very good. He will have whatever he says. So there's, but there's a, it's not a formula. It's out of a relational connection where you know who you're talking to. You know who God is. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks as you are drinking from him, remembering who he is, knowing what his will is. Then as we speak, we can say to mountains, be moved and be cast into the sea. I remember once um, years and years ago, 
I had, we had a house where Tom had planted some palm trees up the side of our driveway. And I didn't really like palm trees. I like roses and flowers. Uh, but he'd planted these big Cuban royals. And we had a big storm and a storm came and just completely snapped one of these Cuban royals off at the roots, like at the roots on the ground. And bless him, he, he, he picked it up and he tried to stake it up. And, and I mean, the roots are all broken. And then it came out the next, I came out the next morning, bang, it's on the ground again. And I'm like, oh, well. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, tell it to live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> live. I went back there. Recently, um, this was probably maybe 20 years ago. I'm back there recently. We've got these palms now up the side of that driveway. And the one I spoke to is twice the size of all the others. <laughs> I, should have, I should have said it to all of them. But... I was just, it was the Lord speaking to me saying, when you hear what I say, I want you to say it. When God drops something in your heart, we need to speak it. You see, the will of God, we, we know the will of God by the word of God. God's heart desire for us is that we would prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper, right? We know the will of God is to give us life and life more abundant. We know the will of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So he's not calling us to make declarations about things that are unholy or ungodly or, or about you know um, anything evil or wrong or immoral. God is looking for us to be so in love with him, seeking first the kingdom of God, delighting ourselves in him, that we get to know what his heart is for us. And when we feel a, a, an unction in our hearts, we can believe that he gives us those desires in our heart. I remember walking through the um, television room one morning and the kids were watching Sid Roth years ago. And I walked in and... I felt the Lord say, you're going, to go, you're going to be on that show. And so I just turned around to the kids and said, I'm going to be on that. I'm on that show. And they went, really, Mom? That's awesome. I'm like, yep. So praise the Lord. Then God opened the door. And why? I felt God put it in my heart. It wasn't just a random thing. God put this, ooh, I feel that. I remember going, I was ministering in the UK for the first time at a Baptist church there. It was so wonderful. And on my day off, I got to go to an Anglican cathedral, a uh, historic one with my friend Sheila. And we were just wandering around as tourists around this lovely Anglican cathedral. And I was just looking at some things. And I'd grown up at an Anglican girls' school. And just suddenly in the, the cathedral, I felt such a compassion for the Anglicans. And I just, I just spoke it out to Sheila. I said... I preach in Anglican cathedrals in England. That night, the Baptist minister's brother came with his wife. Baptist minister's brother was training for the Anglican priesthood. And they got so touched in the meetings that they then went back to their oversight, who then asked me to come and speak the next time I came at the big cathedral. <laughs> which was so glorious, but I just thought so, so interesting how God drops these invitations and he waits to see if we'll take it up. 
prophecies are generally invitations requiring a response. And a lot of what is prophetic gets lost because we don't grab it. We conceive it when we grab it, when we grab it by faith and then we say it. And we say those things that be not as though they are, speaking it out. I, I, I tell you, you don't have to do this, but it works. It works. And your life will be better if you start to line your mouth up with what God does. Hallelujah. That's why I wrote this book. And it's, it's really good. It was also a number one bestseller. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you might say, why would you go around saying, oh, my book's a bestseller? Well, because why would God want me to write a book if it wasn't going to be awesome? Like, he's big. <laughs> he's glorious. He, he's not like, oh, I hope this book, you know, reaches 10 people. I'll have you spend, you know, 400 hours on this. No, no I know that I just know. God's, I know the call of my life. God's call on my life is to reach the whole world, is to have global ministry. I know that. I've had prophetic words about it. The Lord's spoken to me about it. So my books have global impact. So if they're going to have global impact, thank you, Lord, that they're bestsellers. Thank you, Lord. And, um, and you might think that's arrogant, but hey, they're bestsellers. Praise the Lord. So we, we need to know what the will of God is so that we can speak it out. Not, not everybody's called with the same call, of course, but God wants all of us to be partnering with him in what he wants to do. Amen? Hallelujah. We need to see it and say it. I remember being in, um, Korea, in South Korea with um, Dr. Uh, David Yonggi Cho, who, who had the largest church in the world. Amazing man. And he was speaking to his international board, and this is at, toward the end of his life. He's passed away now in 2021. But um, he had Parkinson's, and he was shaking quite violently. And he, he just said to them, I don't like that this is happening. He said, next time you see me, I will not be shaking and the next time, the next year when the board meeting happened, he was not shaking. He understood the power of his words. He would tell us, he told us a story about a, um, a woman who came into his office and she was in end stage cancer, uh, really bad diagnosis. And she's saying, Pastor, will you pray for me? And he prayed for her. And then he said, look, um, get as many pens and paper, as much paper as you can, go up to Prayer Mountain and write out as many times as you can, I am healthy and strong and, and well. And she said, okay, I'm going to do it. And she walked out of the office and he thought to himself, I'm not going to see her again, she's, she's going to die. He had very little faith um, because she was in a really bad way. But she took her pieces of paper and her pens she went up to Prayer Mountain and she just wrote it out. And every time she wrote it out, she declared it, I am healthy and well and strong. I am healthy and well and strong. I am like 5,000 times. Two weeks later, she turned up at his office, healthy as could be, 
cancer-free and saying, I am healthy and well and strong. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, this isn't a formula. It's waging war with what we know to be the will of God. For we know that the will of God is not to harm us. His desire... The, the, um, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him would be saved. And the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God comes to give life and life more abundant. He tells us in Psalm 91, with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. He says, by my stripes, you are healed. Hallelujah. This is the will of God. And so we don't lower our understanding of the will of God based on our experience or other people's experiences. We don't try and explain it. We just have to get simple and um, absolutely focused on what God says, because his words are what matter. Now, when, when things got difficult for many of the disciples, when Jesus was talking about eat my body and drink my blood. I mean, that was a pretty strong message. So many of them left. And Jesus just looked at Peter and said, are you going to leave too? And Peter looked back at him and said, where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of life. And that's the attitude we need to get, not getting too heady about it, going, well, you know, I know somebody that didn't get healed and I know that. No, we, this is what I know. This is who Jesus is. This is what the Word of God says. I'm not going to get um, arrogant, try to explain what I don't understand. What I'm going to do is I'm going to know what the, the Word says and I'm going to speak this. I'm going to see it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to say it. And when the enemy comes in and says, oh, you're never going to get anywhere. It's too late for you. You've missed the boat. Or you've mucked up. It's all over for you. Never happened for you. You need to then immediately start changing the picture. I remember when I was having um, pain in my finger joints uh, years ago. And I'd wake up every morning and my fingers were just so stiff and immediately I started thinking, oh, maybe I'm getting arthritis like my mum has. And mum's knuckles are all swollen and she can't move her fingers properly. But as soon as I thought that thought, I realised, hey, that is not the will of God. So I, I actually rebuked her. I said, get away from me, Satan. And I immediately replaced the picture. I, I used my sanctified imagination to imagine myself as a 90-year-old woman Supple fingers, playing the piano, painting my fingernails, having lovely fingers, wearing my rings. And, and I'd speak it out. I have beautiful supple fingers. Hallelujah. Next morning, I woke up, stiff fingers. You're going to have that. You'd be getting that arthritis that your mother has. Oh. Get away from me in the name of Jesus. I changed the picture. I imagine myself as a 90-year-old woman playing the piano, wearing my rings. Thank you, Lord. I have beautiful, supple, healthy joints. I did it for five days. I have never had that pain ever again since. Hallelujah. God's looking for us to wage war with the will of God. You know, with the nodule, I did it for three months. Others have done it for years and years. But I tell you, you've got to make a decision. Where else am I going to go? You alone have the words of life. This is what I see and this is what I believe. Amen. 
People get saved. People get healed. People get delivered when I preach. I ask the Lord. I ask all the time. We need to ask. We need to see. And then we need to say. So I'll ask, Lord. Every time I preach, I ask, Lord, let this be the best message I've ever preached. And then, we de- and then I, decree it. I declare it. This is going to be the best message I've ever preached. And I tell you, it does get better and better and better and better. It gets richer and richer because I have what I say. Hallelujah. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be arrogant or skiting here. I genuinely believe this. This is how we live our lives. Hallelujah. But, you know, sometimes when you've taken a few knocks, you can you could know this and then you can slip back. And that's the intention of the enemy is to intimidate you away from this. That's why it's good to stir yourself up again. That's why listening to this book again, I'm like, hey, man, I get my... I'm going to start making some declarations. I've made enough declarations about my next book. Oh, praise the Lord. (laughs) Um, And it's true. We can just get presumptuous. We can get lazy. But God wants us to be disciplined and diligent. Hallelujah. To speak life and speak the words of God. Is this helping you? Hallelujah. We need to wage war with the words of the Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23, 7 tells us that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So our self-talk becomes super important too. What are you saying about yourself? What are you thinking about yourself? God wants you thinking what he's thinking. If you're thinking, I'm a a hypocrite, I'm, I'm useless, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We were as grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in theirs, the spies said. They were as grasshoppers in their sight because they were in their own sight. But when David faced Goliath, he wasn't a little kid with no hope against a big giant in his mind. He was a covenant man that had the covenant God on his side. And who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's coming against the armies of the living God? He knew who he was. We need to know who we are and we need to speak it out. We need to make declarations about ourselves and we need to make declarations about others. I am righteous. I am holy. I am kind. I am patient. I am loving. I am wise. I am disciplined. I, whatever it is, begin to speak it out. Begin to declare it. And you, you, will, you will have what you say. You will have the fruit. You will eat the fruit of your mouth. Hallelujah. Now, there's some things that you might need to repent of saying as a regular thing. I know some people who've gotten old before their time because they've just hung around people that are just always negative and then they're saying things like, oh, yeah, no, at our age, in their 40s. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) No, what are you thinking? Stop it. Caleb was like, give me my mountain at 85. And like, no, we we don't conform to the pattern of the world. We need to think like God thinks. Hear what he says. Don't say, oh, you know, I'm getting stiff. I'm getting old. I'm getting, 
if you want to have that, then that's what you say. But if you say, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. My youth is being continually renewed by, like the eagle. I run and I don't get weary. I walk and I don't faint because this is what the Lord God has decreed for my life. I am full of power. I am healthy. I'm strong. I'm well. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 10.4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So we need to speak creatively about ourselves. We need to think creatively. We need to think what God is saying. We need to create and, and agree with God. Yes, God, this is what the truth is. I'm going to call those things that be not as though they are. And then I'm going to speak it out. I'm going to see it. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to have it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we make declarations. I encourage you to start playing the game in the, in the car with the family. And I've done this with Sarah. I've done this with Tony Thompson and all the, all the crew in Atlanta for 20 years, and they know that many of the declarations we made back then, we are now walking in. Hallelujah. You'd be surprised about some of the declarations I'm still making. Hallelujah. And they're exciting because if he says in Ephesians 3 that he now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask, hope, or imagine, man, I can imagine a lot. <laughs> But God, <laughs> you can step into that realm if you will let go of the world's way of doing things and start to step into the, his way of doing things by lining up your words with his will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Sarah. Let's have some questions. Hallelujah. Nick. So we have a couple of questions online. First one from Ashona. She asks, how do you address warning prophetic words being given when people use the book of Revelation as the reasoning for giving them? It, I suppose it would depend on the word. So I really can't, I can't speak into that as a general thing. You know, the Lord does speak warnings. He does, but the warnings are always coupled with the answer. Jesus, the answer. So, um, but if they're going to bring a word that brings no hope... Then, um, then it's an incomplete and an immature word. It, you know, we need to keep looking until we see the testimony of Jesus. And Jesus was the answer every time someone came to him with a problem. He had the answer, the hope. Now, it doesn't mean that this life is always going to be rosy and fabulous. The Bible says, in this world, we will have trouble. But take heart. He doesn't leave you there and go, in this world, we'll have trouble. Suck it up. He goes... But take heart, because I've overcome the world and you are overcomers with me. Hallelujah. So though you might go through trouble, I'm going to make everything work together for you, for the good of those who love me and are according to his, called according to his purpose. So, so long as it has a redemptive heart to it, um, I, it, it's a little hard to address that specifically without hearing the word itself. <laughs> Thank you, Serena. I want to bring you everywhere I go just to be my cheerleader. Go ahead. <laughs> Sean asks, can you elaborate on the scripture uh, that talks about prophesying in part? 
prophesying in part. Can I elaborate on that? Yes, and that's why I think prophetic community is so wonderful. That's why I love having the Australian Prophetic Summit and Council because um, we all we all prophesy in part. We don't, you know, it, you'd have to be um, in one life. If all you did for your entire life was prophesy, you still couldn't prophesy everything that was in the heart of God because he is so big. Um, so we all prophesy in part, but when we put the parts together, you start to see the bigger picture. Hallelujah. So someone might be prophesying about, um, you know, this aspect of what God is wanting to, to release and say, and someone will prophesy about this aspect. And as we, as we see that, I think remembering in humility that we don't know everything and that... Um, and that we each have a uh, have a part to add. We can then really value the color that comes, the beauty that comes when we put all of the words together. And that's why I so believe prophecy really needs to be done in the context of community, not just out there on its own. And Lisa asks, do you have a specific area that you pray for or should we have an area to pray where God will move more than others, such as something we have strong faith and confidence to see miracles in? I'm not sure I understand that question. Try again. Sorry. Um, do you have a specific area you area that you pray for? Me? Yeah. Okay. And should we have an area to pray for where God will move more than others, such as something we have strong faith and confidence yeah. in. Yeah, okay, miracles. that's a good question. My friend Leif Hetland talks about it as your special source. Uh, what's your special source, he'll say. And um, as in everybody has a unique calling on their life. Like, I love to see souls and miracles. I love it. So my, I will have an unusual emphasis towards souls and miracles. God, to see the quadriplegics jumping up without anybody laying hands on them. I want to see them dancing. Oh, God. I want to see their limbs growing out. I see limbs growing out. I see quadriplegics jumping up and dancing in the glory in my meetings. Fireballs go out of the crates. I've been declaring that for a long time. You should see my list. Hallelujah. And I have to keep adding to that list because it keeps happening. Hallelujah. It's true. Um, so, yes, for me, miracles and souls would be a big emphasis there. Hallelujah. But whatever your specific passion and calling is, absolutely. You just go with the, the, the desire he puts in your heart and speak it out and you'll discover your purpose. It's really wonderful. Okay. Now we can have questions here. Here we go. Um. Are we able to decree that family members will come back to Christ? That who? That family members oh, will come absolutely. back? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because we have, we have scripture for that. A lamb for a household. That you save the whole household of the, the, um, the jailer. There's a lamb for a household in the, in the Passover. So, Father, I thank you. There's the lamb for my household. Your word says all of my children will be taught of the Lord and great will be the peace of my children. And, and we can declare these things and begin to speak it. 
I'm very serious about memorizing the word of God because, and the way I do it is I pray it. I find scriptures that are meaningful to me that I pray. And in praying those scriptures, I memorize them. So that's a regular one. All of my children are taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace of my children. Um, and you can speak that out. My father's not yet saved. I've been praying for him since I was six years old. But I tell you, I've been watching the Holy Spirit at work in him. It's beautiful. I've got lunch with him tomorrow. Hallelujah. I'm coming for you, Dad. Hallelujah. <laughs> he's beautiful. You know what? He watches me on Daystar now every Sunday morning. And he's never, he's never been able to, to come and hear me preach. But now he watches every Sunday morning. It's, his heart's completely shifted. It's just beautiful. But you just never give up and you declare it. I thank you, my father's, uh, you know, gloriously saved in love with Jesus. And you can declare that because we know it's the will of God. Why? Because the Bible says it's his will that none should perish, but that all would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So that's his will. I've got it. That's enough for me. It's his will that they won't perish. So I thank you, Lord, they're saved. Hallelujah. Thank you that my cousins are saved. Thank you, Lord, that my nieces and nephews are saved. And I'll speak them out by name. I, I thank you that they're saved. And I go a step further. I imagine them in worship with their hands lifted up. I see them out here at the front with their hands lifted up, worshiping God. And, and if you can see it, you can attach your faith to it um, in a really powerful way. As you're seeing it on the inside, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So, yeah, I definitely do that. Praise the Lord. Getting into the inner workings of Catherine. <laughs> You'd be amazed some of the things I decree. Hallelujah. Any more questions? We've got plenty of time. When you receive words for yourself, how do you filter it to know it's correct and that's so. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I remember the Lord started speaking to me about preaching the gospel and the fire of God going out over crowds, and I was having visions of you know, fireballs going out over crowds and people getting healed. And I was I was a mum at home with little babies, and in a church that you know the the only time you'd see a woman preach would be on Mother's Day, and it would be the pastor's wife, and that was it. You know. So it seemed impossible, but I could see this. But I didn't take it like I, I should have. I, my first thing was, oh, God, tell my husband. And, and he did, praise the Lord, which was good. Um, but then I'm like, okay, God, now you're to pick me out of the crowd. And I'm like, get a – we'd have – rarely have a prophet come. Um, occasionally, Americans would come and they'd prophesy. And so we had one of them coming. So I'm like, yes, this is your opportunity, God. If that's really you, because I'm dramatic, um, you know, if that's really you, you get him to call me out and prophesy these things you put in my heart here and then the, in front of the pastor and then we can get this show on the road. That would be excellent. And the problem was, I, was, I went to the meeting, <laughs> didn't listen to anything he was saying, just waiting for the altar, like, come on, just pick me, pick me, pick me. And he didn't pick me. I was so upset and I came back the next night and I said, God, if you don't pick me, I'm going to give this all up as my imagination. And he picked this one and this one and this one and he didn't pick me. And I burst into tears. I was just devastated. Oh, God, why 
have you forsaken me? And uh, I came out on the altar like, <laughs> this is not supposed to happen this way. And he was prophesying over people on the altar and he got to me and he said, trust God, sister. And the Lord says, blah, 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 blah. I was like, <sighs> So they got his, his assistant, his offsider, to come and have another go. And because uh, my friends were worried for me, she was a bawling mess. And he said, oh, um, I feel like the Lord wants your husband to take you on a holiday. <laughs> and I just like cried a whole bunch more. <laughs> but I went home and I threw myself on the bed and said, speak to me, God. And happily, I opened up the Bible to Luke chapter 2, where there was the story of Simeon. And it said there that the Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon's heart that he would see the Messiah before he died. And then moved by the Holy Spirit, he was led into the temple courts and he saw the Messiah. And I saw that and I realized nobody had ever prophesied to Simeon that he was going to see the Messiah before he died. The Holy Spirit had revealed it to his heart and he believed it. And I had to repent. I just got down by my bed and I said, I'm so sorry, God. I've said, your Holy Spirit has spoken to my heart and I've said it's not good enough and I'm sorry. And I was embarrassed in my own bedroom by myself, but I still said it. I choose to believe, even if nobody ever prophesies it, that I'm called to preach the gospel, go to the nations, heal the sick. And, um, and I wrote it in my journal. I was 23. And, um, and then I felt like the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart over the next few weeks, and when you're 30, because I was reading about Joseph and David and Jesus, and it all started for them at the age of 30, and I felt like God's saying, at the age of 30, I'm going to open up these doors for you. So I wrote it in my journal. I just began to thank God for it. It was at the age of 30 that God opened the doors for me to start preaching. And, um, and then, but during that time, then sometimes people would prophesy over me. They'd pick me out. They'd go, you there. The Lord's called you to the nations to preach the gospel. And I'd think, yes, thank you, I know. <laughs> and uh, and it, was, it was good. I was greatly appreciative of it. But, like, if God had done what I wanted him to do, I would have put my ability to obey the voice of God into other people's hands and other people's obedience. And so the prophecy is never meant to be a in-between, go-between Prophecy simply adds to and encourages us. But God is revealing things to our heart. They are invitations. And if you'll believe it, like Mary say, like Martha said to Mary, not Martha, when um, Elizabeth said to Mary, she said, blessed is she who has believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things promised to her. I want to be that one. Blessed, blessed am I who has believed for there will be a thing a fulfillment of these things promised to me. And what has God speaking to your heart? These are the most precious things. And if you'll believe it, you'll see it and you'll say it. I used to encourage my interns to walk around on the inside of their dreams before they go to bed at night. For 15 minutes, walk around the inside of your dreams. Get specific. What does it look like? What does it look like? How are you going to have the testimonies? What's it going to look like? And really get specific. What can you see? 
rather than going through the latest plot of the movie that you just watched, walk around on the inside of your dream and see what it looks like. Then begin to say it, begin to declare it, hallelujah. And then you'll begin to dream about it, you'll begin to think about it, and you make room for it in that way. What about like um, if you have a seer type of thing and you see something and you have no idea what what it means and it can go on for 10 years and then suddenly God goes boom, you know, and so do, do you know, things about the nations or in the world and everything like that and um, so declaring afterwards like you don't really have a word for it because you don't know what you're seeing. You know what I mean? So what's your question? Well, like, because you sit with this knowledge, you know, and it's like, what do you do with it? What to do with it? That's where prophetic community is really powerful. So if you come and you say, I'm seeing this or I'm sensing this, um, and you bring it to prophetic community and someone else says, well, I'm sensing this or I had a dream that was very similar to that or I'm sensing that too, then together you can come and you can begin to pray. And sometimes God shows things that are not actually going to be inevitabilities but are um, invitations to pray. Or sometimes they will be like... um, the famine that was prophesied about in Jerusalem, but they were able to take up an offering in preparation for that. Um, and so we can ask for the strategy. What's the solution? What's the what's the God-given solution there? So rather than just knowing, it's more than just knowledge God wants to give. When he gives knowledge, God wants us to ask, what would you like to do about that? What's your redemptive solution there, Lord? And then talk about it in safe prophetic community and ask the Lord for those redemptive solutions. How would you like me to pray about that, Lord? Because he doesn't just say it to puff us up to go, oh, yeah, I knew about that. I saw that. But he he does it to help us recognize that we're being invited to partner with him. Uh, So it's very powerful and I'm excited for you. But as you, I know what you mean. And, and, but we don't want to be passive prophets. We want to recognize that when God gives something, it's precious. And therefore, I'm going to ask you, what would you like me to do with this, Lord? How do you want me to pray? What do you want my response to be? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Over here. I feel the atmosphere and and my emotions respond. How do you manage that or is that not normal? That's a lovely thing. I'm built that way too. I'm wired that way. The thing is, it can be a bit tricky because like I I've got to be careful. I've got a very sensitive um personality and spirit. And so I would have I I I can sense things that I don't want to sense. Um or I, I remember when I was first when I was first travelling, I'd have to sleep in different places, hotel rooms, and if I didn't come in and actually deal with the atmosphere, you know, the Bible says whenever you enter a place, let your peace come upon it. Now, you don't have to, you know, bring ten bottles of oil and all, you know, do that in the room. But if you can come in and go, every spirit that's not of you, Jesus, has to go in the name of Jesus. I release the peace of God in this room then you're all right. But I would forget to do that. So I'd go to sleep and then I'd be having these nightmares about all these terrible things that were completely unrelated to me. And I'd realize this is about the
bathroom. Or I'd have these spirits come and, you know, torment me going, we don't want you here in the middle of the night. <laughs> and after a while, I figured it out. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm just going to release the peace of God and I'm going to sleep well. So uh, we do have to actually take authority over those atmospheres. I remember Reinhard Bonnke had a brilliant quote. Um, he, he said that he went into a, uh, a situ- uh, country once and the, um, it, was a, it was a very dark country. And the, the pastors were saying, oh, brother, can you sense how oppressive it is? And Reinhard Bonnke says... I only sense the presence of God. <laughs> and, you know, and this is because this is something that he had disciplined himself to do, to become aware of the presence of God rather than to be moved by the atmosphere around him. And that's good because that means it's, it makes it less easy for the enemy to limit you in situations. That being said, I am very sensitive and I do need to actually deliberately fight and warfare and I I do get people to pray um, for me so I hope that's helpful part B okay Um, in the discernment of of, and in in prophesying I'm able to um, discern or feel the emotion of the person how do you manage that well you don't always say everything you feel but um, you have to ask the Lord what do you want to say um, but it's a beautiful gift. It's, um, it's a gift from the Lord. We are moved with his heart. And um, as, as you're recognizing that, you have the opportunity then to speak into that situation. So if you're sensing that they're, they're, they're struggling with depression or whatever it is, you, it's beautiful. It's just another form of prophecy. But rather than just saying, you're, you're struggling with depression, see you later, Hope you enjoyed that word of knowledge. Um, we come along and we go, we begin to. I don't even often. I don't even go directly there. I'll I'll I might say oppression go in the name of Jesus, and then I'll just begin to speak life. Uh, you know, look look intentionally. What do you want to say to encourage them, Lord? And I'll be looking. I'll dig in to look for a prophetic word that will help them um, see hope for the future. So yeah, it's a beautiful gift, though. So. Yeah. Hooray, Sarah, I've gone five minutes over. We're going to do some activations. Has this been helpful for you? Hallelujah. Well, I pray that the Holy Spirit would encourage you, that you'll start playing the game, calling those things that be not as though they are. I would encourage you, um, if you'd like to get a hold of Speak Life, it, it will encourage you. It's um, full of scripture and testimonies and encouragement just to keep, and it's not a very long book, it's a short book you can read or listen to, uh, but it will encourage you in really getting your mouths lining up with the will of God. Amen. Amen. Can we please thank Pastor Catherine? That's so rich. Oh my gosh, I told you she was the best, right? So wonderful. I just got myself a copy of Speak Life on Audible. As you were sitting there, I was like, one click, I could do that in one click. So do it. You'll enjoy it. Um, It is time for our activation. So friends online, we love you. Have the best time um, with Nick and Cherie. And I'll see you at Prophetic Community Online. Awesome. So we're going to take time now for activations. And I just thought, what a great opportunity to get in our lines and just go for it.
Hey, welcome back for the activations, the last night of the activations for 2022. Um, I'm going to miss this, but not yet. So let's uh, let's just dive into the rest, rest of tonight. You're in pairs or more. Split up into pairs now, please. So if you're in a bigger group, sort yourselves out, grab a partner. Um, and if you are on your own, I've typed in the chat, uh, the person that you'll be pairing up with for the rest of the evening. So um, if you haven't had a chance to look at it now, jump in the chat, scroll up and see the, see my message I put in there um, and you'll see uh, the person that you're going to be with. So, um, so we've got three activations tonight. Each person in the partnership will get a turn at each one. So if you're in a bigger group, um, when we finish each activation, um, you'll need to switch partners. So you'll switch twice. So you'll have three different people that you'll be prophesying with and over tonight. Cherie, first one. I think I'm going to have to read this one, but uh, the first one will be, oh, actually, before I go ahead, I did want to speak life of you and say your hair looks amazing. So thanks for that, Nick. Also, uh, what we're going to do for the first activation is we're going to ask the Holy Spirit for a word for your partner and then we'll ask for an uh, interpretation. Now, remember, when we prophesy, we, we prophesy from the Father's heart and uh, that's of love and of hope. Uh, we speak live as Pastor Catherine uh, spoke about this evening or today, whenever you watch this um, session. And we'll give you about two minutes each for these before you change partners. And they'll give us um, our solo friends time to ask and then type. And please remember, this isn't a competition. So if yours is shorter than your partner's, it does not matter. And if you did uh, did it in love, you've actually already succeeded. So uh, we'll start the two-minute timer now. So you're getting a word from the word. So a scripture from the Bible for your partner. Ready, set, go.
30 seconds left, guys, and then we'll swap partners. So we're going to change partners now. Um, sorry, I should have explained actually the person that is first in that list. So the, the person that I mentioned first of the partners, of the pairs, for those that are doing it on their own, you should have gone first. Sorry. So what we'll do is um, I think we should give them another two minutes. All right, so because I wasn't clear on that, I'm really sorry. The, f the person who's listed first, you should do the activation first and then the person that's listed second will do it next. So we'll give you another two minutes. Um, so Susan, Sean, Shona and Christine, you'll be up first. So I'll give you two minutes to ask the Lord for a word for your partner and then type it in the chat for them. So ready, set, go. So, Leonie, I just noticed that you said you're not sure how to do it. So, what we'll do is, Joy, you are looking for a partner. I'll partner you up with Christine. 
So for this next one, um, Joy, you can prophesy over Christine asking the Holy Spirit for a word out of this out of the Bible. So um, Joy, you'll be with Christine and so you can ask the Holy Spirit for a word for her. Um, everyone else, if you can change your partners now and we'll set the two-minute timer. Ready, set, go. Thirty second timer, guys. So we're going to move on to the next activation. Joy, um, because Christine is looking for a partner, um, would you like to partner up with her for the next couple of activations? Sheree will step back out again. So for this next one, um, if you're solo tonight, um, you're going to uh, get a word from the Holy Spirit based off your partner's last name. So I know for Sheree last year, um, whose last name is Furlong, someone prophesied over her about a furry long coat. Is that Ollie Palmer? Yes, I remember that. Ollie's a very memorable fella. Um, so, yeah, so that's if you're on your own in the pairs, um, grab the last name, which is why we asked you for your last name earlier um, and prophesy using uh, your partner's last name. Again, first person in the pair, we'll prophesy first and then we'll swap will take two minutes. For everyone else who's in pairs already uh, in the room or more, uh, you're going to need to change partners if you haven't done so already. Uh, and you're going to get a word from the Lord based off your partner's clothing. And if you're like me, you just get to pick any colour you want, basically, <laughs> based off last time. But uh, try and stick to actually what they're wearing 
colors based off what they're wearing. So, um, so Mrs. Cheeseman said that there is bonus points if you ask, if you get a scripture as well. So, um, ask the Holy Spirit for a revelation, interpretation, and application. And we'll set the trusty timer for another two minutes. Uh, ready, set, go. Thirty second warning, guys. let's swap partners so just a reminder again if you're on your own and we've paired you up tonight you are asking the Holy Spirit for a word based off your partner's last name and if you're already paired up together in the same room you're asking the Holy Spirit for a word based off a uh, person's clothing that you're with so we'll start the
30 second warning guys We're going to move on to the next one, the final activation for tonight. Now, if you uh, happen to miss the activation on the way through, or if you didn't get enough time, the awesome thing about, one of the awesome things I should say, there's many awesome things about being online, but one of the awesome things about online is that the chat actually stays up. So you can uh, jump on the chat at any time as well and um, yeah, post your word later on tonight even. Um, and hopefully a partner will get it. So, um, yeah, don't stress. Um, this is all just about learning to hear from the Lord. And if you have a crack at it and you don't get anything, the fact that you've had a go at it, uh, that's that's awesome. And if you've done it out of a heart of love, like Stree said before, that's that's what we're here for, guys. So, well done. I can see everyone's putting their, um, their comments up too, and it's, yeah, you're all doing really well. So, on to Cherie for the final activation the best to last uh, so we just encourage you to swap partners again do the good old switcheroo and this time we're asking God for a picture and again bonus points for getting a scripture so remember revelation interpretation and application again we're going to set another two minutes for this activation ready set go Thirty second warning, guys.
All right, guys. Thank you so much for um, being a part of that. If you're still um, getting your words typed into the chat, feel free to do that. Um, but we started with 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 and I feel like it's only appropriate to finish with 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 and it says, Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the spiritual abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. So this brings us to a close for the prophetic school for 2022. Um, just a reminder now that you've completed the GPS. We'd love for you to join the Glory, the Glory City Prophetic Community. And you can do that uh, on Facebook. So if you search Prophetic Community dash Glory City Church Brisbane, you'll find it on there. But Sarah is very, very keen to have you along to that. So... It's been a privilege for us to be able to bring this to you this year um, with a bit more interaction and stuff. Um, it's definitely been a blessing to me being able to be online with you even though I can't see you. And um, yeah, just want you to know that you mean so much to us. And um, yeah, we're really grateful for that, the fact that you've been here with us. So it's been a blast. But uh, you know what? It doesn't stop here. You know, you don't... Put And I got that. Now we're good. Keep going. Jump into instant. You can keep the con and go. You know, a uh, really cool challenge we did uh, in the academy last year. Uh, don't know what clinkers are. They're like this. I think of it like a... <laughs> That's sweet, obviously. <laughs> um, and um, so... and pink and um, so um, I encourage you to These are other things that you can do it with wherever you're from. Um, feel free to grab them and just use them as, a, as an activation for you to help sharpen the profession. Yeah, so Cherie's going to pray us out. All right, Lord, we just want to commit these amazing students online to you for uh, what we've learnt in the last few weeks, a uh, couple of months, Lord, that you have your hand over each of their lives. You know where they're at, Father God. And we just pray a blessing over each one of their lives, over their families' lives. And Lord, what they've learnt in these last few sessions or the sessions 
yeah, over the last couple of months, that they'll just be firmly planted in their hearts, Lord, as they continue to seek your guidance, seek your words for them, uh, seek their words for other people around them, Lord, and that you'll just, yeah, speak to their hearts and encourage them that they hear your voice clearly and that they know you ever so, yeah, intimately. And we just thank you for that, Father God. And, uh, yeah, just grateful for this community and for what you have in store for us. We just thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you'd like to be a part of what's happening more at Glory City Church here, we live stream our services every weekend, Friday and Sunday. Most Fridays we start at 8 p.m. Unless it's a miracle meeting, we're on from 7 p.m. And Sundays we live stream the whole service from 4 p.m. So come along, uh, get involved with the community. If you're not involved in another com church community, um, I'll be there on YouTube most of the time. And I've got a great team as well that helps me out with Facebook as well. So, um, But yeah, we just want you to know that we love you. The Lord loves you and God's best is for you. And we'll see you all later. Be blessed.